Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland with Pastor Sherelle. Let's talk about the things that affect the body of Christ in this world today and how we can truly impact the world. Enjoy the next song and following that will be the voice of Pastor Sherelle live in Portland. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart
Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth unto all generations. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Light of Portland. I am your host, Pastor Kimberly Black, and it is a great honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to worship with you this evening. I don't know about you tonight, but I believe for it. Everything that God has promised me, I believe for it. Those things I have seen, those things I have not seen, my heart stands ready to receive, and I believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I could ever ask or think. We want to give all honor and praise to God tonight, for truly he is the source of our strength. It is because of him we live, breathe, move and have our being. We want to recognize those that make this platform possible, our very own Bishop Stephen and Bishop Ann Butterfield of Atlanta, Georgia. We're thankful to God for their gift to the body of Christ and to our sister, our friend, Pastor Sherelle Pennington, also of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, by way of Portland, Oregon. We just love you so much, sis, and we appreciate you um, so much for uh, share, uh, sharing this platform with us. And to each of you, my brothers and sisters that preach on this line week after week, I want to honor you. I love it that so many of you tune in even when you're not the preacher, uh, says something about your character, amen, says something about your character. You don't have to be the one with the mic to support, but your presence makes a difference. And so I am so grateful for each of you tonight. I am, I am honored tonight to share with you our speaker for tonight is no stranger to the Blog Talk family. He is a son of the house at the Greater St. Stephen's Mission of Baptist Church, none other than our very own elder, Dante Farmer. He will be the messenger of the hour. And we are just excited that you all have chosen to share the word of God with us. I don't have any announcements. We are we just closed out the Women, women Under Construction Conference um, with the St. Paul Church family this evening. Uh, we have been in church all weekend and We've been having a hallelujah good time in the Lord, um, and we're grateful to God for that. I uh, just want to remind all of our family and friends that live in the Spokane area, October 14th and 15th, we will be in your city. Yes, we can't wait to get there. We're so excited uh, to come and be able to worship with Lady LaShawn Watkins and the Women's Ministry of the New Hope Missionary Baptist Church. On Saturday, they will be hosting their fall fellowship tea, and the tea begins at 3 o'clock. 
It, it will be held at the Emmanuel Family Center. It is located at 613 South Richard Allen Court, right there in Spokane, Washington. And then on Sunday morning, we will be at New Hope Church in Spokane. If you need more information, you may contact New Hope in Spokane at 509-868-4871. That number again is 509-868-4871. And so we are excited about what God is getting ready to do in the midst of us. We know that he has been doing a great work and he's going to continue to do a great work because his word uh, will not return unto him void. His word will accomplish everything that it was purposed and set out to do. And so we're just excited about our time together. Uh, We're going to prepare to go before the Lord on today And uh, we're going to pray, we're going to have a song, and then the next voice you will hear will be that of our very own Elder Dante Farmer. I want to, at this time, um, because I know that there's so many um, of us, I want to um, yield this call to Pastor Sherelle. I'm going to bring you on live, Pastor. If you are available to come live, press one for me so that I know that you are available because sometimes you might be writing in the amen. She's available. I want just check in and check in to find out how was the play. If you were able to go to the play to see our sister, pastor Pamela laws. And then I want you to lead us in prayer. And then I will um, give us our song of worship. And then the next voice you will hear after Pastor Sherelle will be that of Elder Dante Farmer of Portland, Oregon. Good evening, Pastor Sherelle. Good evening, my sister. Good evening. The the play was phenomenal. Our sister just did amazing in God. It was just so awesome to see her allow the Spirit of God just lead her and guide her and direct her. And you know that all three of us are songbirds, and so she sang to the glory of God. I just got back in the door, so it was perfect timing, and I'm just just still on cloud nine. It was amazing to see her and all her children and her sisters and family members of hers that I have not seen in years and years and years. So it's just just an, a phenomenal experience. So let us go to the throne of God to prepare for the word that God has for us tonight. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just give you glory, honor, and praise. We magnify and exalt you, Lord God. Father, we come before you tonight, Lord God, because we are excited to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to us tonight, oh God. We want to be led by you. We want to be guided by you. We want to be directed by you. So we pray for the man of God that will bring forth the word, Lord God. Hide the word of him in his heart, oh God, and then allow it, oh God, to overflow, to spill out, Lord God, on each and every one of us, oh God. We pray that you would meet our needs, oh God, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, Lord God. Direct us, correct us, instruct us, lead us and guide us. Have your way, Lord God, tonight, oh God. We pray that Holy Spirit would move and be mighty tonight, oh Lord. We are so grateful that you have given 
given us a mind to know how much we need you, Lord God, and a heart to love and to serve you. Now, I pray, Lord God, for each and every ear, Lord God, that will hear the word of God tonight, oh, Father. I pray, Lord God, that you would make them to be doers and not only hearers, oh, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for all those that are brokenhearted, that their hearts would be healed, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for whose bodies are are are, are broken down, Lord God, that you would restore them, Lord God. I everyone that is sick, oh God, that you would bring about a healing through your word tonight, oh Father. I pray, Lord God, for all those that have mental issues, Lord God, that you would bring them to a place of clarity, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, for all those that are lost, that don't know you, that they would hear something that would quicken their hearts, that would make them say, what must we do to be saved, Lord God? Now, I pray for this country, Lord Father. We are lost as a country, Lord God, as our people, oh God. Lord Father, I pray, oh Father, that you would touch us, oh God, that you would heal our land, oh God. Heal the hearts of the people, Lord Father. Allow them to turn from their wicked ways and acknowledge you, oh God. Allow us, oh God, to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the United States of America, oh God. I pray, oh Father, that you would continue to allow uh, light of Portland to be a good ground, Father, a good place that is saturated with your anointing and with your spirit, Father. I pray that you would continue to use Pastor Black, Lord God, in a way that you have never, ever used her before, oh, Father, that you would bless everything that she puts her hands to, oh, God, and that you would bless every part of her life, oh, God, her family, her children, her finances, her job, Lord God, her home, oh, God, everything that surrounds and touches her, Lord God, I pray, oh God, that you would bless it for her obedience unto you, Lord God. And I just give you glory, honor, and praise for what you're doing, oh God. And I pray, Lord God, that you, oh God, would move mightily and have your way tonight. I give you all glory. I give you all honor. I give you all praise for you are a bachelor's God. There is none like you, oh Lord. And so we are excited that you have allowed us, oh God, to enter into your presence. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah and amen. So the song says, mountains are still being Strongholds are still being God, we believe, cause yes, we can see it, that wonders are still what you do. I love this when y'all says, and bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe. Yes, we can see that wonders are still what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do.
Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that thank you for allowing us to rise to witness your glory this day, oh Heavenly Father. Oh Heavenly Father, I ask that you bless me with the mind of Christ to deliver the word that you have placed in my heart, oh Heavenly Father. And may you make it plain and clear, oh Heavenly Father. May you help me to teach your word, oh Heavenly Father, through the Spirit. May this word, oh Heavenly Father, be restoring. Oh Heavenly Father, may this word be Build those up that's listening, O Heavenly Father. And may your harvest, O Heavenly Father, be plentiful. And may you guide us all, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. It is an honor and a privilege to be on the Light of Portland broadcast. To the Bishop Steve and Ann Butterfield, to Pastor Sherelle, and to my very own Pastor Black of Greater St. Stephen's Missionary Baptist Church here in Portland, Oregon. Today's lesson will be coming from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verses 23, all the way through chapter 11, verse 1. God has given me this word, so I'm going to break it down in portions. Starting with the 23rd verse of chapter 10, all things are lawful. But not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let us not seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. If I, so whether you, hold on, excuse me. 
Give no offense to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many that they may be saved. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. May God add a blessing to the reader, hearers, and doers of his holy word. So this letter, we're going to talk about Paul. This letter that he wrote to the Corinthian church. In the book of Acts, we see where Paul was Saul and how he was persecuting the church. Uh, and then we see how when he was on the road to Damascus, how he had that one-on-one -on -one confrontation, that one-on-one -on -one spiritual revelation with the God on the road, and how he changed his heart. And then here it is, him and Barnabas, uh, through the book of Acts, it talks about every mission that they went through through their church and how they were preaching the gospel of Christ to all the nations. And one of those churches was the church in Corinth. And here it is, uh, Paul had it in his heart uh, to, to write the church because he understood the times that the church was in, the, the, the persecutions the idolatry and the adultery and all the things that were against God. And so uh, Paul made it his mission to make sure that he always strengthened the churches and encouraged the churches, no matter where it was, whether if he was in prison or whether if he was in Jerusalem or whether if he was in Antioch. He always made sure he stayed in fellowship with the body, whether they were here or whether they were there. And so with this letter, Paul is reminding the church in Corinth about what our purpose is in serving God, not seeking our own glory, but seeking that for God. So, therefore, we are fulfilling the commandment to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Here in this particular text, this has to do with the conscience of when we are being invited to other places and not giving offense to those places in which we go. And so here in this particular time in this letter that Paul is writing to the Corinthians, remember that the Corinthians, remember, was that of, of Greek nature. Corinth is the place that was in, in Greece. This is the place that at this particular time was up under Roman rule. The Greeks... They, they were non-Jews, but here it is that because of God's faithfulness and because of God's love, that the gospel was open to all both Jews and Greeks. And so here it is that Paul was reminding those who were in Corinth to not give offense to one or the other, but to make sure that they seek not only the, their advantage, but that of their neighbor in order that everybody may be built up. And so what Paul is saying here is that all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. And so verse 25, he says, eat what is sold in the meat market without raising any questions on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, 
eat what is ever set before you without raising any questions on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered and sacrificed, then do not eat for the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience. I do not mean your conscience, but his. For why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? Paul was reminding them that those, when we are living by faith in Christ Jesus, those requirements of the law have been broken because now when we are living in Christ Jesus, we fulfill those requirements of the law through love. Because when we love our neighbor as we love ourselves, we are fulfilling it because we are loving God, because we are loving those created in his image, for we were created in his image. And so Paul is reminding the body of not to give any offense. As the word was, then the word still applies today. In the times that we are, in the different cultures that we that, that we come about. When God gives us a command and assignment, his word doesn't come back void. It accomplishes the purpose in which he sent it. And so there's going to be times when God calls us to go to unfamiliar places. But for the sake of conscience, we know that we are living by faith because we are doing all things in the glory to God. But we have to make sure that we are in line with God's will in order to complete his purpose and his conscience. That's why he gives us of his word in order for us to be fully equipped so therefore we can know what his purpose is. Because when we are living by faith, we are led by that spirit to go out. And sometimes going out is going to be uncomfortable. I can speak of my testimony being in a penitentiary in a dark place and knowing that there was many unbelievers around. But because of that love that God had for me poured out through Christ Jesus because of the cross, I can love those who don't believe or those who may not understand, those who may be babes in Christ. For those who are in Christ, we have a duty and an obligation because we are under a commandment to love those who may not know Christ. By our life, for him, we are spreading the gospel of the good news of his love for all. And we're not doing it for our own glory, but we're doing everything for the glory of God in order for him to be glorified through the process. Sometimes that could be very difficult. But just like what this word says, and Paul is explaining to the Corinthians, Paul knew the law better than anybody. Remember, Paul was a Pharisee. He studied under the feet of Gamaliel. Paul was from the tribe of Benjamin. Paul was a Hebrew of Hebrews, so he understood the culture and the times. But see, Paul was also grew up in Tarsus in Syria. So Paul also knew the culture and the customs of, of, of the Greeks as well. God was able to use Paul in a mighty way in order that the gospel message could be fully explained. Remember, at one point in time, Paul hated Christians. It was his duty by any means necessary to put them in jail and to have them killed because he thought 
that by living by the law, he was doing all things for the glory of God until God revealed to him what his glory was. Uh, once Paul's mind was transformed and his heart was renewed, uh, Paul was able to go with a clear conscience to areas that was once forbidden according to the law, according to those food restrictions, according to the way that the Jews had lived, according to the Torah. But through the gospel of Jesus, we had been set free, all to the glory of God, that we may be imitators so that those who see us may be drawn to Christ just as we are because that is our duty. Sometimes we may not understand exactly what the mission is that God calls us to. But when we stay in line and in tune with his spirit and cease to meditate upon his word, even in that word we don't understand, but it is the spirit of Christ that will bring to remembrance that word and how to apply that word in any given season. Paul made this very clear when he says, do things for the glory of God and seek not your own good, but the good of your neighbor. And he says, please, every, I plead, I try to please everyone in anything that I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many that I might save some. Like Paul was a Pharisee and how he grew up and how his heart was transformed. And I can relate to that. Growing up in the church, grandmother playing the, the organ and piano, and, and that gift that she poured down through her generations, it still stood with me, just like with Timothy, that Paul was mentoring, and how his grandmother and his mother had bestowed on Timothy that word that he had since a child. But then as we grow up, we, we come into our own path, but God always has his hands on us. And so here it is, now 40 years old, and understanding God's word, still learning, but doing all things that some may be saved. And so growing up in the street culture and gangs and the penitentiary, the God showed me different ways to reach those that I probably couldn't reach or to be able to reach those that maybe some others couldn't reach, that I might do all things and be all things in order that I might save some. Even if that means putting one's life on the line, even if that means going through ridicules and persecution, because my faith is not predicated on what somebody else thinks or what somebody sees, but my faith is predicated on God's word and what it is that I believe because of the word that he gave me, because the word that he gave me didn't come from man, but it came directly from God. God performs his word through signs and miracles. When we do things for the glory of God, and God is glorified through that process, when they say Praises go up, blessings come down. That's the harvest that God blesses. He blesses the harvest that brings glory to him through his son, Christ Jesus. When we look out for our neighbors, 
no matter where they may be at, whether if it's in the penitentiary, no matter if, if they may be homeless, no matter rich, poor, black, white, Jew, Greek, man, woman, God has called us to be centered with him so therefore we could accomplish his will. If you look through the text of God's word, especially with Corinthians, the the first and second book, you see Paul went through a lot. He he Paul had a lot of grace. This particular side of Paul, it, it shows the maturity and the nurturing side. I can only imagine had Paul had been referring to these churches when he was Saul because he gave some glimpses and some references that I hope, you know what I mean, to be able to talk to you in, in, in gentleness and, and not when I have to come and see you and I have to, you know what I mean, speak with the, with the rod. You know, sometimes it can be difficult doing God's word. God calls on us to, you know, love the sheep and, 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 and not to, you know, lay hands on the sheep. But when we get to that fullness, doing all things for the glory of God and knowing that it's for him and for not our own purposes, we strive not to bring shame to God's name, but to bring honor to it. And when we're honest with ourselves and knowing that we're not perfect, but we're knowing that the things that we do, we seek to glorify God, God will refine us. God will remove the things that need to be removed. In difficult situations, God will bless us with that word in our heart and bless us with the mind of Christ and be able to accomplish his will according to his purpose. And sometimes, like I said, those assignments is going to be difficult. And I'm pretty sure this was difficult for Paul to have to write this letter to him. Now, this particular section of the letter is words of encouragement, just letting them know, you know, don't give offense, you know, when you go to other people's houses to eat. In Christ Jesus, we have a clear conscience because we've already confessed our sins. So being that our faith is not predicated on other circumstances or others' environment, when we're walking in faith, God is glorified in that. Our faith is activated because there's faith in works. In here, Paul is showing that faith in works. Even in the times when we still see division, uh, for as Paul was speaking in that time, uh, the spirit of Paul still speaks in this time as we are right now. Well, how there's some divisions to where you can't sit here, you, you, you can't eat there. You can't go through this door, you got to go through that door. You can't park here, but you can park there. Uh, you you can't buy from here, but you can buy from over there. Uh, and so even when we face these these conflicts and these persecutions, uh, God is still bringing us to awareness that He's still in control. And so when we are doing things and seeking His glory and not the glory of ourselves or the glories of others, we can walk in that full authority and that fullness of Christ, knowing. I'm doing this for the glory of God. 
the first time I ever went to a strip club, I went in as security to do what God needed me to do. For every job that I do, I do it for the glory of God in order that God may be glorified through it. I walk around with a clear conscience, with a humble heart, because I know what it is that I've been through and what God has called me to. So I am not ashamed, no matter where it is that God sends me to do his will. Whether if it's around believers or unbelievers, whether if it's around Jews or Greeks, blacks or whites, when you do things for the glory of God, and we become imitators like Paul was to walk in the spirit of Christ Jesus. That's when our faith is activated and that's when moves are done and made. As long as we continue to stay focused and continue to stay humble and focused on him, God will be glorified through the process. For he says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Paul has reminded us that even in this time, do all things in the glory of God and be imitators of him. Paul's ministry wasn't easy. Paul had sleepless nights. Paul had to be rescued through, through the wall and led down through the tower. Paul was stoned. They say that he, at that particular time, he might have been stoned to death. And when they had you know, circled around him and prayed over him, that was that hedge of protection. When we realize the things that we go through for Christ, no matter how difficult that is, we realize the, the glory of God through it. We, we can see when there's obstacles, we see opportunity. Through Paul's whole life and ministry and message, and he was reminded of that one thing. I've seen the Lord. I, I bear witness to it. I've seen him on the road to Damascus. And he closed my eyes. And he had to have one of his helpers open them back up. Paul wanted to make sure that the church understood this, so therefore there was no division and no distinctions. He wanted to make sure that the Jews and Greeks, just blacks and whites, were all united for one particular goal, one particular cause, and that was to glorify God. But how do we glorify God? Paul makes that very clear. He says, when we seek not our own good, but the good of others. That is the foundation of the whole gospel message that Jesus laid out, was when we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. If one of mine is in a situation, that's what he's saying. When, Lord, did we come and visit you? When did we come and see you when you were sick? If any one of these was in there and you went to go see him, that's when you came and seen me. He's saying to take on that identity as one because there's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and there's only one God in Christ Jesus is our only Lord and Savior.
I just want to end this last note. And it's coming from verse 29 of 1 Corinthians 10.33. Just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. Be imitators of me as I am in Christ Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray uh, that your word reaches those and who is meant to reach, oh, Heavenly Father. I pray, oh, Heavenly Father, that you store up that word in their hearts and in their minds. Oh, Heavenly Father, I pray for a harvest. Oh, Heavenly Father, your word is very clear. For the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Oh, Heavenly Father, I pray that you be glorified. I pray, oh, Heavenly Father, that you continue to watch over us and that you continue to lead us and that you continue to show us how to be imitators of Christ Jesus in our walk for you. Through Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Elder Farmer, thank you so much for that very powerful message to remind us of the call that God has placed on our lives. Regardless of what we've been through in our past, God has a purpose for us. And if we are willing and obedient, we will live to see the manifestation of his purpose in our lives. Um, just truly grateful to God that you took out the time to share that word with us on tonight. I hope and pray tonight, my brothers and sisters, that you've been blessed by the word. Paul is such an amazing, amazing example for all of us who are on this Christian journey. Spend some time reading the writings of Paul to learn more about him to help you in your daily walk. I know I'm in challenge. This is my second message today that I heard about Paul. And so I'm challenged this week to dig deeper into the life of the Apostle Paul. And I hope you will too. Until next week, it is my prayer that God will bless you, that he will keep you that he will make his face to shine upon you and that he be gracious unto you and that the love of God will abide with you and me hence now and forevermore. And until next Sunday, my brothers and my sisters, be blessed. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. I thank you for it all The good, baby, ugly, great and small The times of victory and when I fall I'm so grateful that I'm still standing tall I thank you for my tears The pain helped me overcome my fears You've been good to me down throughout the years It's a miracle and I'm still standing here
I'm grateful for 